Craig, you kept it secret that you can sing like that, haven't you? Cat's out of the bag now. Uh, the theme tonight has been that of thanksgiving and praise, and the, my sermon is just praising God. And it comes from the 150th Psalm. It's just a psalm of praise. That's what I want us to think about tonight, because I think it's lacking in our Christian lives and in our prayer lives and in our daily lives, praising God. The psalmist writes, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his exceeding greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with timbrel and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Now, I'm not very musical, but I could play cymbals, Gary. If you ever need me up here on Sunday night or Sunday morning, just to loud-sounding cymbals, I think I can do that. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we realize that, that there is everything available with which to praise you. And yet we do such a poor and inconsistent job of doing so. Help us use instruments. Help us use our voices. Help us use our lives to praise you for who you are, for what you've done, for what you will do. We can never praise you enough so as we enter shortly into the Thanksgiving season, make us mindful of all that you've blessed us with and respond with praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't preach out of the Old Testament very much. I don't know a lot about the Old Testament. But uh, let me just give you a little background on the book of Psalms. It is all about praising God. In one form of an, or another, the word praise appears in the book of Psalms about 164 times, 13 times in our scripture this evening. If you ever get stuck in your quiet time, if you ever run out of things to pray, if your relationship with God is stagnant, start reading a psalm. If you're reading through the Bible, have one of those Bibles that's like a one-year Bible. It'll have an Old Testament passage, a New Testament passage. It'll have a psalm in it. And it'll have a proverb because a psalm needs to be part of your daily quiet time. When you do that, you just can't help come out praising God. The book of Psalms is divided into five smaller books and each one ends with a, basically a doxology of praise. In fact, the book of Psalms, the name means songs of praise. And as I, I mentioned this morning, I think, um, this is what... The Israelites used, this was their hymnal. The book of Psalms was their hymnal. And it provides a guide for praising God, and Psalm 150 is a great place to start. Praise comes from the Latin word to mean value or price. So when you're praising God, what you're doing is you're ascribing value to him. You're 
you're telling him how valuable he, how much, how wonderful he is. You're proclaiming his merit and his worth, his price. When you tell God how much he means to you and why, you're praising him. Now let me begin this evening just giving you some preliminary conclusions before we get into the text. The first thing I want you to understand is there is no praise without faith. Where there is no praise, there is no faith. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Every praise, if you're having difficulty praising God, it's probably because there's a faith lacking somewhere. When the Israelites were collecting these psalms, the editors, they think, added Psalm 1 and Psalm 150 to kind of be the bookends, the introduction and the conclusion of their hymnal. In so doing, they were affirming in Psalm 1 that the individual whose delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night, that's Psalm 1, if he does that, will end up in Psalm 150, praising God for his acts of power and his surprising, surprising greatness. So the faith of Psalm 1 leads to the praise of Psalm 150. And if there's no praise in Psalm 150, it's because there's no faith in Psalm 1. In other words, faith is the root of Psalm 1, and praise will be the fruit of Psalm 150. You see how they're connected? Faith, praise, Psalm 1, Psalm 150, bookends, beginning and the end of their hymnal. Secondly, I want to point out that praise is just one word in the language of faith. It's not the only word. There are about 400,000 words in the English language. We only use about 10 or 20,000 in our everyday conversation. And likewise, there are a lot of words in the language of faith. Praise is an important word, but there are other words too. And this evening, I just want to focus on one of them, that word praise. And thirdly, I want you to understand that praise is not a denial of reality. It is an expression of reality, a declaration of reality. Some people think that praising God seems like mockery when you consider all the evil in the world. And they say, based on this terrible event, how in the world can you find something to praise God for? Praise does not deny the reality of our circumstances, but praise grows out of the recognition that there is a reality broader than our circumstances, beyond our circumstances, that provides a context for us understanding our circumstances. And that reality is God, the God who created the world and who controls the world. It's phenomenal what God has done. I was watching the History Channel this afternoon because the Braves aren't on and I don't like professional football. And and on a History 2 channel, they were talking about the universe. I'm just fascinated by that and how the Milky Way is is going to collide with the Andromeda galaxy in about a billion years. So we don't have to worry about it tonight. But I I, I just think in in every galaxy has billions of stars, and and all the stars are like, our sun is a small one, and galaxies surrounding it. And um, it it, it just boggles my mind all that God created and controls. And there's so much we have to praise him for. So don't get bogged down in your own circumstances and let that keep you from praising God. 
Alexander White was a great Scottish preacher, and he always began his prayers with an expression of gratitude. And one cold, miserable day, as they have them often in Scotland, his people got together and wondered how he would begin his prayer with a gratitude of praise. And he said, we thank you, our Lord, that it's not always like this. There's always something to praise God for, depending on how you look at it. I want us to understand this about praise. Praise is a response to who God is and therefore ought to be a predominant note in the life of every person of faith. If there's no praise, there's no faith. Where there's faith, there'll be praise. And keeping those um, preliminary conclusions in mind, I want us to think about praising God based on this text. The first thing I want you to look at is where, Psalm 150, verse 1. Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty firmament. So what does that say? It's pretty clear. First of all, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise is to be a part of our weekly worship experience when we come into his sanctuary. If you don't express the truth that our God is a great God and worthy to be praised, then you have not fully worshipped. Praise is the heart of worship. Praise undergirds every aspect of worship. Where do you praise him? First of all, in his sanctuary. Secondly, it says praise him in his mighty firmament. What does that mean? Out in the world, everywhere. Praise is to be a part of your daily walk as you're out in the world. It's not just something you do on Sunday in the sanctuary. It is a way of life. Every place you go, everything you do, every day you live, your lives can be a reflection of praise to God. Where? In the sanctuary? In the firmament. The second question, why? Verse 2, praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness, his exceeding greatness. That's pretty clear, too. Praise God because of what he's done for his mighty deeds, his acts of power, what he has done in creation, what he did as this Israelite is writing for the history of Israel, for what he's doing in the individual lives of his people. Out of the chaos of nothingness, God created the world, and into the chaos of people's lives, God brings order. And for us, he did so through Jesus Christ. So that's the first reason we should praise God because of all that he's done, but praise goes deeper than that. We don't just praise God for what he's done. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him just because of who he is, not just what he's done, but for who he is. Praise is not just for the activity of God, it's also for the person of God. In other words, you don't just praise God for what he's done, because sometimes his activities aren't always discernible by men. We don't always see what he's doing. Yet he is still our God. He is still worthy to be praised for his excellent greatness. The absence of praise in our lives is not a reflection of our circumstances. It's a reflection of our lack of faith. And this is the theme of Psalms. God is worthy to be praised simply for who he is. And you see that over and over again. Psalm 62, the choir sang this morning, uh, praising God for who he is, what he's done. He's the power behind everything, creating, shaping, making, fashioning, stretching, measuring, commanding everything. 
into being for what he's done and for who he is. Because of what he's done and who he is, our God is worthy of praise. Where? In the sanctuary, in the firmament. Why? Because of what he's done and who he is. How? This is the fun part. Verses 3 through 5. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with timbrel and dance. We don't praise him very often with dance, do we? Praise him with strings and pipes. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. This is the largest part of the psalm. Three, three verses. The first verse was where? The second verse, why? And then three verses, how? How should we praise God? Gary, it says, with music, with instruments, with trumpets, harps, lyres, timbrel, dancing, stringed instruments, pipes, loud cymbals, loud clang clanging, resounding cymbals. We should praise God with our music. I can't help but wonder if this psalm maybe began one of their worship services. And as each instrument was named, I wonder if they played that instrument. And then all together, they came together and joined in a, a chorus of praise. Now, I can't dance. And I get stuck play, playing cymbals. But everything else, I'm good with. And it would be fun to praise God with all these instruments. And I believe what the psalmist is saying, I mean, don't limit praise to God just to these instruments. Whatever instruments you have, including your voice, use it for the glory and praise of God. There's no instrument beyond the scope of praising God. God loves everything that's offered for him, that's dedicated to him. It's not the instrument that matters. It's the attitude of the heart that presents it to God. Anything is acceptable to him if it's used as an act of praise and worship for him. Where, who, how, I'm sorry, where, why, how, and finally, who. Verse 6, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Who? Everything that hath breath. Every believer, praise God, regardless of the circumstances in which you find yourself. God is still God. God is still in control of the world. And the God who controls the world and who redeemed us in Jesus Christ has given us the Holy Spirit, and he's preparing a place for us in heaven. And one day soon he'll bring history to a close, and that God is the God we are to praise as long as we have breath. Use that breath to praise the Lord. He is the one in whom we live and move and have our being. And he is to be praised. Where do we turn to learn how to praise God? I think a great place to start is Psalms. Here is the language of faith which the children of Israel used. And we can learn from them. Psalm 150 speaks of praise eloquently. And Gary, I was trying to remember when I was... In high school, we sang an anthem called Psalm 150. It was an old anthem, and I was looking on the Internet because I was trying to relive those moments from my youth when my, our youth choir had 120 in it. 
and we traveled and sang, and Psalm 150 would make the hair on the back of my neck stand up, and it was fun. We are members of God's family, and because of who God is, the power behind all that is, we should praise him. Praise him. A man owned a nice home and wanted to sell it because he wanted something else. He didn't know exactly what else he wanted, but he just knew he wasn't satisfied. So he called a real estate agent and asked him to write up a description for the house, advertising it. And when the ad was ready, the real estate agent took it over to the owner and read it to him. And the owner said, would you read that description again? And the agent read the description of the man's home again. He said, you know what? I don't think I want to sell after all. I've been looking for a home just like that all my life, and I didn't know I already owned it. How true is that of so many of us? If you have trouble praising God, then maybe it's because you haven't realized all that you already have and all that he's already done. Start by recognizing God for who he is and for what he's done and for what you have in Jesus Christ. And then if you still have trouble praising God, start over and do it again. Who he is, what he's done, and what he's doing for you in Jesus Christ. Take your focus off yourself. Put it on God. And start praising him. Where? Why? How? Who? All those questions are answered right here in these short verses. Let's bow together. Father, we just come into your presence. And we're not going to ask for anything because we spend so much time doing that already. And we need a corrective to that. We need to spend more time praising you and thanking you and worshiping you and adoring you and expressing our love for you. And to the extent that we are able to do that without getting stuck, I think is an expression of our faith. Because if we are people of faith, we'll be people of praise because we will have understood who you are and what you've done and what you're doing through Jesus for us even now. Open our eyes to see all that we already have and quit longing for something that we don't have because you're good all the time. You are God and you are our God. You are our Father. And you provide for your children over and above and abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think. And we just want to tell you we love you tonight. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.